This episode of Dollars and Cents is brought to you by Walmart Puerto Rico and Amy Taylor Fernandez voiceovers. Hey everyone, this is Michelle Cantrovasquez and I am the founder and editor of News is My Business, an online news site based in San Juan about Puerto Rico's business community. With us is Rod Miller, CEO of Invest Puerto Rico, an investment economic development organization established under Law 13 of 2017 to promote Puerto Rico as a competitive jurisdiction to attract business investment and create well-paying jobs. Thank you, Mr. Miller, for spending some time with us and our listeners. First of all, I think it's important to define Invest Puerto Rico. What's its mission? So Invest Puerto Rico has the very simple mission of promoting the island as a destination location for uh, targeted firms and investment. Okay, and what what has the organization achieved so far um, in terms of attracting investments to the island? I know that it's it's a young um, entity, but you know maybe you can give us an idea of what's been happening since its foundation. Yeah, so I mean, I think one of the I think you know I don't want to gloss over the significance of even setting up Invest Puerto Rico. It's particularly significant because historically that function has been been in government, and uh, and it's a global best practice to have a private sector led entity that focuses on attracting new capital and new jobs to the market. Uh, in the case of Invest Puerto Rico, it's particularly uh, 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 novel because it, it hadn't been done before here on the island. In terms of saying, you know, it was going to be private sector led. It was going to provide continuity. Um, even when you know governments change, you had a kind of a clear promotional plan and strategy for how to build the economy of Puerto Rico, and uh, and that strategy would be, you know, adhered to no matter what administration's in power. So it's really providing some stability that it's much needed to actually attract jobs and investment. To your more specific question of, mm-hmm. go ahead, sorry. go ahead. To your more specific question of what what Invest Puerto Rico has done. So what we've done so far is we focused on really trying to build out our strategy, which which revolves around three main pillars. Pillar number one is that we've got to be very focused on selling the island to businesses that have the capacity to expand and offer a diverse array of, of jobs. So we've attended numerous trade shows, conferences, and have actually brought investors to the island for the specific purpose of selling the island to them. So that's number one. So we, 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 we've been focused on selling and building a funnel, building a pipeline of companies that have the capacity and the interest in expanding. Number two is that we're focused on getting the message right. I think Puerto Rico has a great story to tell, and I don't know that it's ever been told in the most compelling way. I think one of the challenges of markets um, similar to Puerto Rico that have had some economic difficulties and have had some uh, some some instability is that a lot of times the good stuff that's right in front of your face is missed. And there's a lot of good stuff here in Puerto Rico. So from a marketing perspective, we want to get the story right of where Puerto Rico is now, as well as kind of the opportunities ahead. So we've been focused on crafting the story around the talent uh, that Puerto Rico has and that the talent, even the talent that Puerto Rico has lost trying to figure out how to bring it at that. Um, we've been focused on telling a story around why certain industries make sense for our island. And then the third, and then the third bucket of our work is really focused on economic competitiveness. That is, on the face of it, we want the market to be more attractive tomorrow than it is today. So trying to figure out how do we build strategic alliances, uh, influence uh, policy, and those sorts of things in a way that actually ensure that if a company is just look just you know is doing an environmental scan of Puerto Rico, it automatically says, "Oh, that's a place I want to be," because they've got all of these pieces in place to uh, to make my business thrive. 
Now, in that strategy, who exactly are you targeting in terms of, you know, types of companies, the industries? Yeah, so we've a, so we've a, we have a promotional plan that we are actually refining now, but I, I will share with you what I can about about that. The first thing is to recognize that they're, uh, we're really focused on knowledge services. What is that? So at the end of the day, the number one driver of investment decisions by companies uh, is, is talent. Can they access people? And 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 we want and we want to focus on jobs that actually have uh, that are able to scale up fairly quickly in terms of the the uh, ability to create new jobs and opportunities in market. So what does that look like? That software and IT for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is financial services because of Act 20 and some other things that makes it very, very attractive for financial services to be here. Uh, a third uh, piece of that is professional services. So your law firms, your accounting firms, your call centers, those sorts of jobs are jobs that are are jobs where we can actually scale up and get impact fairly quickly. And I would say that those are kind of our tier one level of uh, companies that we're going after. I think tier two is trying to figure out around more of the the more advanced things when we look at c- kind of some of the history of the island, whether it's things such as manufacturing, whether it's things such as uh, uh, a lot of environmental, uh, environmental. And yeah, things, things that we've historically been good at and successful at. Yeah, absolutely. You've historically been good at it. However, I would argue that what, what's been sold historically is a low-value play, which is we're good at this because we've got these natural things, and you should come here, and we can sell you uh, sunshine and relatively low cost of labor. And where I think the pivot that Puerto Rico needs to make is towards actually saying, no, actually, our universities are world-class. We want to partner our industry with our knowledge base and figure out how do we actually create new technologies, how do we actually lead from an intellectual property perspective and not just to sell um, an expensive labor. We want to lead the market, not just respond to it. And that's something that's been said over and over, you know, over the years, pardon my um, redundance, but, you know, one government after the next has said, you know, has stressed on the importance of getting academia and the business sector or the private sector together. Um, You know, it's been said, now, is it going to be done? You know, that's the question. And I think the operative word is that one government after another. The reality is that the uh, economic growth has to be led by the private sector. The private sector knows what they need and know how they need it. And so what we will be playing, the role that we will play at Invest Puerto Rico is that a facilitator. Okay. Um, the government can't go to the private sector and say, you got to partner with universities. <laughs> it just right. doesn't work that way. What we do is we go to the private sector and say, what are your needs and how do we actually uh, how do and, and what and how can universities service those needs? What are the areas that you're going in? And there has to be and this is a long term play. So the challenge of government is when you have four year terms, most of these things are eight to ten year eight to ten years to, in order to actually get some depth. Mm-hmm. Now you'll see a result in a couple of years, but if you don't stay the course for, you know, five to ten years, you're really not going to see the long term results. And so the beauty of a group like Invest Puerto Rico is we can actually stay the course beyond just a year or two. And that said, how quickly can this get started? That's the other question. I mean, I know, again, the the entity is pretty young and everything, but do you have, you know, that, that idea in mind as to how soon we can see um, things to, you know, start to get going? So we're 
actually already in a variety of conversations. I can't be more specific than that because we haven't finalized that. That's, that's fair. Of understanding. But we're already in conversations with universities and private sector and uh, industry groups around the island around what kind of partnerships we can do. So you'll start seeing those partnerships ideally emerge formally early next year, if not, if not sooner. Okay, that sounds like, you know, that things are really moving. Now, let me let, let's shift gears a little bit. And let's talk about the political turmoil that we've had, you know, in Puerto Rico recently. Would you give us your take on if and how the island has been affected in terms of investments, you know, now and down the road? I mean, have you gotten feedback from potential investors, you know, and if so, what are they telling you? What's what's, you know, what's the word on the street? Yeah. Yeah, so there are two or three things I would say. First, I would say it's very, very early, so I, I don't want to be presumptuous and be overly aggressive in, 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 in emphasizing how um, I th everything is fine, because I do think that there is we have to show a track record over the next few months, over the next year, um, that things are continuing to move along. That said... What I've said to investors, and it resonates, um, you know, prior to coming to Puerto Rico, I spent some time in Detroit, I spent time in New Orleans, right. and, I, and I watched what's happening around the globe. And what, I, and, what I, and what I will tell you is that the challenges that Puerto Rico is facing from a political perspective are not uh, different than the challenges that um, the other markets that I've been in have faced in terms of uh, uh, political turmoil between mayors and governors and that sort of thing. Um, what's encouraging in the case of Puerto Rico is even since this has happened, we've seen that Pritco has passed uh, and, and, and their board has passed additional decrees. So companies are continuing to invest here and continuing to have a good experience in terms of their interface with the public sector, their interface with Invest Puerto Rico, and their interface with the private sector here. So from a private sector perspective, we're seeing deals continue to move forward. That said, are we having to assure uh, investors that, you know, that things are insured? Assure, assure investor that things are moving forward and that things are, yes, we're having to have those conversations. But um, what we've said consistently is that this shows a few things. One is it shows that you've got an active population that really wants to engage in civil, civil society, and that's a, that's a good thing. The other thing that this shows is that there is a series of checks and balances, and, and, and this is a, still a, uh, a, a U.S. jurisdiction. So the idea that you know your investments are safe and that they're being uh, watched is something that gives a lot of the investors confidence. So you haven't really had to put out any fire I mean, have you had to, you know, mitigate the effects of the images that have circled, you know, the world related to the recent protests and, and all the news about the instability within the governor's office? I mean, have you had to address that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have had to put out fires, but the fire is mostly companies are saying, okay, what does this mean for us? And when we talk to them and say, oh, everything, the system's still working in terms of the economic development ecosystem. Oh, the project that you want to do, that still can move forward. Oh, the partners that you have on the ground, they still want to make things happen. Oh, and the trajectory of, of investment, um, private and public uh, investment uh, uh, in the island remains the same. When we, when we answer those questions with clarity, companies say, oh, great, we've got what we need and we can continue to move forward. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Now, you know, what's up for uh, Invest Puerto Rico 
in 2020? I mean, what, what's in the pipeline? So I think I think that we're we're really excited about rolling out this promotional plan. Uh, we'll be rolling that out in the next uh, next couple of months, and so that's going to be very exciting uh, with all the details of where we're going and how we're selling the island. Um, I'd like to uh, for, uh, over the next year uh, to really launch a storytelling campaign because I think they're great stories around businesses here in Puerto Rico, how they're thriving, what's what's pushing them forward. And so we look forward to being able to capture those stories because those are the stories that are actually going to propel our economy moving forward. And then the last thing I think is you know going to be interesting is we really are looking to see how to do some really deep talent initiatives because again, talent's the most important driver of investment decisions. And there's talent here in spades. We just have to figure out how to package it, how to develop it further, and how to sell it. And and obviously how to retain it um, on the island because that's that's the other problem that you know you you see people taking off and taking the jobs with them. So that's something that I wonder if you have to work with as well. You know, so what, the reason why the talent initiative even matters is, is because of that. It's hard to sell Puerto Rico as this is the, a growth market when the population has dropped from 3.8 million people to 3.2 million in the last 10 years. So this whole talent initiative is really about how do we develop the talent here, how do we keep it here, and how do we actually bring uh, bring the diaspora back home. Right. Right. And so, you know, what kind of companies uh, have you been working with here in Puerto Rico? I mean, do you have like kind of a, a spectrum of, of industries represented or, or is it one sector over another? No, it's a spectrum that's representative. So, so so, some of the shows that we've gone to in the last four or five months since I've been here include, uh, well, we've had, we've hosted an Opportunity Zone conference here in Puerto Rico that was wildly successful where we had probably 200 investors from around the globe, primarily from the mainland here looking at investment opportunities. So there's a lot of relative state and those sorts of things that are happening. But in addition to that, uh, we also attended the bio trade show mm -hmm. uh, uh, in Philadelphia earlier this year with a lot of the bio and pharmaceutical companies from around the island. Uh, we've also been developing relationships with the manufacturers uh, island-wide. And then we've been doing a lot of stuff with, uh, you know, our sweet spot, I would say, is not You know, we're not the leaders in the startup space, but there's so much startup activity. We've been working right. with a lot of the Act 20 companies trying to figure out how to help them scale more aggressively here on the island. Now, from those two uh, major conferences, have you had any leads, you know, as to who's oh, we, planning to so come here or not? Of, so we've got a pipeline of companies that have expressed interest of over a thousand, over over a thousand companies. That's oh. not necessarily impressive because it's varying levels of capacity. But, but within that, we've probably got 40 or 50 companies that are really at the qualified level where they've got the capacity, they've got a project, so on and so forth. We can't say that we're going to close them. For organizations like ours, a good year is normally, you know, 10 companies mm, um, mm -hmm. of some scale. Um, but because we're a new organization and we're building that pipeline, it's going to take a little while for those deals to close. But we're, we're optimistic that we're going, to, uh, we're going to have a lot of success. And so of those potential 40, would you dare to guess how many jobs they could bring with them? You know, I, I will. I, I won't uh, say specifically on those 40s, but I would say on average, most of the because of the type of pipeline that we have, the average size of uh, of the deals we're working with are 15 to 20 jobs. Okay, so are these you know uh, very specific and and perhaps high paying jobs, or you know what kind of jobs are they? We are we are intentionally going after the gamut. Okay. Um, we're going after the gamut because we've got people that you know moving from twenty thousand dollars to thirty thousand dollars or thirty five thousand dollars would be a uh, would be an improvement. That said, a lot of those kind of jobs will happen organically. Mm -hmm. So I would I would say that most of the jobs that we're going after 
are higher end because uh, those are the ones that require more of the hand-holding that we need. Now, and on a side note, because a couple of months ago, I, I actually had Manuel Lavoy um, with us here for a podcast. And at the time, we were talking about the film industry. And, and, and at the time, there hadn't been any kind of disruption, for example, in Georgia, where there a couple of months ago there were, you know, threats of a boycott because of a law that was being considered. And later on, he said that it would be in the hands of Invest Puerto Rico to try to lure, you know, production houses and that type of business to the island. And he said that you you would be on it. So have you been on it? We're on we're on a lot of things. I mean, we have four people right now. So we we are being very, very focused and very, very targeted. I would say that is in the list, but that is not our top priority. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And hopefully we'll get to speak again whenever you roll out your promotional plan. I'm interested in following that up. I look forward to the conversation. Thanks for having me. Thank you. If you, our listeners, have a topic you would like to hear us discuss in this space, please send us an email to news at newsismybusiness.com with your suggestions. Until next time. This episode of Dollars and Cents was brought to you by Walmart Puerto Rico and Amy Taylor Fernandez voiceovers.